Earlier today, we made a tier list for Street Fighter V Season 5. Yes, it's super early, but that's kind of the fun point. It's fun to make a tier list when we don't yet know everything. It's cool to make tier lists once you think that you do know everything too, but I just think it's fun to sort of keep on top of that along the way. This should not be considered something that is final in any sense. I've always thought that tier lists are much more like mm, living documents. They change, right? We figure stuff out. Matchups work in ways that we didn't expect. Uh, new tech comes out, right? Maybe new character will come out, change things up. There's a lot that could be done. And so you can't consider a tier list final, but I do still think that they're very fun to do. So earlier, we on this, uh, on Ultra 10 TV Twitch made a tier list. Now, a lot of it was coming from me, but a lot also was coming from the chat because I don't know everything, right? I will admit that. I don't know everything about every character. I don't think any one person does. So lots of times got great advice from the chat. You know, in some cases I just didn't know about a new character, for example. Uh, and so I had to get a lot of advice from the chat. You'll notice that there are two tiers here. There's the regular tier list and then there's the tournament tier list. And they are a bit different. So the idea of the regular tier list is just kind of the same idea that most of us use, which is that in the sort of theory land, if two players who are of the same but very high level skill play each other using two different characters, which one would come out on top? And then you sort of run that simulation all across the cast and all across the various matchups. And then the characters that come out with the most success will be the ones that are the strongest. And the characters that will have the least success will be on the lower end of things. Um, that's kind of how we've been doing tier lists, in at least in the West, for a very long time. I think that's, that's a pretty good way to do it. So we're keeping that up here. As far as the names, um, I feel like it doesn't really reflect the balance of the game, which is good. To call it something like S tier, and then A, and then B, and then C, and then D. And I also don't think that it's useful to really say top tier, high tier, mid tier, low tier, bottom tier, because that puts the idea in your brain that there is a bottom tier that is bad. And again, I don't really think that's true. So I named it these things kind of jokingly, but I also kind of think that that's like a reasonable way to view the tiers in this game. And then tournament tier list is a different idea. As you can see, it's about whether characters can win majors by themselves. Can they win majors as part of a team as the main character or as part of a team as the secondary character? Or should you just like not play them in tournament? It's not worth it. Uh, that's the idea here. In that is also sort of bound up uh, you have to think about which characters are common in tournaments and do those characters do have success against the common characters in tournaments or do they get dunked by the characters that are most commonly in tournaments. So this is a bit more of a practical-minded take on tier lists. So what I'm going to do here is recap what we did. If you are interested in the full conversation, you can check out the description below where we will have the link to the initial stream but it was like four hours. So it's hard to just make a quick recap video sort of cutting in and out of that because there was a lot of rambliness and it was a lot of fun, but you know, not quite to the point. So this is to a little bit more towards the point. And with that in mind, what I'm gonna be doing is just filling in the spots that we filled in. So obviously, duh, right? Rashid is the best character in the game. I felt that he was the best character in the game last season and then he did get nerfed a small amount. More whiff punishable, uh, crouching strong is not plus anymore, although it is buffed in other ways. His V skill may be really useful in some matchups, I guess we'll figure that out, but 
he did not get the obvious nerfs that the other characters who were in contention for best in the game got. So I feel like this pretty clearly leaves him at the top. And all the tier lists that I've seen so far have had him at number one. So this seems like a pretty uncontroversial pick. Then we had Dictator right here. We had Dictator at number two, so M. Bison. Uh, the thing about Dictator is that he too I had in top five and a lot of people had around that, that area. And he got nerfed, but again, like Rashid, not very much. So I would say that the end result of that is for him to be right up near the top as well. We had G right here. G, again, I had him in top six, I think. And very common for people to have him around that area. And then they actually buffed him. So whereas almost all the other characters who were in like the sort of contention for top tier didn't get buffed. Uh, maybe Rashid, like one thing, but you know, he also got nerfed. G just got buffs. And while they aren't super big buffs, they're buffs, and so he is a little bit better than before, and he already was one of the best, so here he is at, at third. Again, I don't think that that's... I don't think that that should be too much in contention. Certainly the chat didn't think it was. The chat the chat basically agreed with me on all, on all three of these. Then we went to Colleen. And Colleen is a character who again was in contention for one of the best in the game top 10 previously and they slightly nerfed some stuff but they also gave her a couple of new tools and and in a game in which one of the common nerfs to the strong characters was to make their buttons more whiff punishable she remains one of the best whiff punishers in the game right into big damage, into setup, like she's very, very strong at that. So that aspect of her game is even improved, relatively speaking, right? It's more important than it was before. And she got a new V skill, which is a command grab. And wow, that's very good. So I think she's in top five and Chad agreed on that as well. Then we had Chun-Li. Chun-Li is what a lot of people are talking about is maybe having been buffed the most or, or among among them, certainly. So she has some important new stuff. She's able to pressure better with stand strong. It doesn't push her out quite as much. Uh, she gets more damage out of crouching medium kick. She actually goes into a knockdown legs now, which is great. She gets the pressure after that. Uh, so her ability to find knockdowns, her ability to uh, harass in mid screen, both very strong. Uh, her pressure is better as a result. So a character who has, you know, invincible move and three frame button and great neutral game now also has uh, better pressure and the ability to snowball more. So I think I think that's a big part of why people are putting her as high as they are. She's very good. So within this most strongest tier, as you can see, there's different sub tiers. And uh, now we're gonna get to the bottom of the most strongest tier, which for us was Urian. Urian, yeah, I feel like any conversation that is about top tier should probably include Urian. He's, again, I'm saying this a lot, but he, I also thought was in the top 10 last season. I thought he was one of the best in the game. I wouldn't have said he was like the top tier, but I would have said he was like right outside of that. And he got some buffs. Uh, most especially his V-Skill 2, which powers up his Fireball and will now make it so that he can control space better if he needs to do that. It will make it so that he can uh, pressure more safely up close, gets him plus frames more easily. By the way, that's just a, new, a buff for him anyway. Uh, but in, in V-Skill 2, it makes it even better. 
Uh, it makes combos stronger. There's trickier mix-up routes with it. So that I think is really good uh, for him. So I would say that he's that he's right up there as well. Uh, it also can help him out in the sense that he can struggle versus fireball characters, but that the V-Skill fireball has a huge uh, sort of projectile hitbox as it comes out, and then after that it's multiple hits, so it can it can actually counter projectile versus projectiles pretty well. Zeku. For sure Zeku's here. Uh, Zeku, just like Yurian, like you have to be talking about him. So I felt that new Zeku, like if you think about them as two different characters, new Zeku I felt like was one of the best in the game, but he was like tied to old Zeku who didn't suck by any stretch, but wasn't one of the best in the game. So what they did is they buffed old Zeku. They made it so crouching medium kick is cancelable and hit confirmable and you get you can get pretty big damage out of that. And they gave some slight nerfs to young Zeku, but not in ways that like really kills the character or anything. Uh, the important stuff is still in there. And they gave a very interesting new V-Skill to Zeku. Um, the bombs with old Zeku, the little raccoon that comes and helps you out with, with young Zeku. I think Zeku's really, really strong. I already thought he was strong. And they, they did a better job of balancing him out. And they, they helped old Zeku, which I, which I think propels him into this situation right here. All right, so last season and for the past couple of years, I think we all would have said that Akuma was one of the best characters in the game, and maybe the best, and he did get nerfed. But not so much that the chat thought that he was way lower. Right, he's, he's a little bit worse. So he's a little bit more whiff punishable than before. He gets pushed out more after crouching strong now, so he can't do extended block strings anymore. We had some of the best in that uh, previously, not anymore. But now that kind of just brings him in line to what the rest of the characters are like. And then he also can't do, you know, whiffed fireball into V-Trigger 1, which was so strong. But that also just sort of puts him in line with the rest of the cast, right? So there are these very good things that were very, very strong for sure that in taking them away didn't kill the character. They just sort of brought it more into line with what the rest of the game is about. And at the same time, the, you know, still has great damage, a great V-trigger, great movement, great whiff punishing, um, hit confirms are there, uh, three-frame button and EXDP are there on defense. Like, it, still very strong, for sure, for sure. Uh, then, let's talk about the big fella. We had Abigail right here. You know, Abigail, um, at the beginning of season four last year, some people thought that he might have been too nerfed. I did not really agree with that. He was nerfed, but I didn't think that it was something that killed him in any sense. I still felt like he was one of the better characters in the game. I wouldn't have had him top 10, but like right outside of that. And, you know, some of his bad matchup characters got nerfed. And in addition to that, he now has an extremely strong, very interesting V-Skill 2 with that tire that lets him set up pressure or counter zone or set play or whatever, um, allows him to, to walk in really good. He also has uh, in EX Run, the little kick kicks that come out, right? Kick, 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 now can be fully comboed and um, is like half screen corner carry. And so he gets into the corner even more often than before. Uh, and he pops up better for EX 
Uh, Abigail Punch, which allows more damage out of V-Trigger 2 Head Crush. And just before I filmed this video, I saw that he can now get a reset crouching short out of that in the corner, which means that he gets resets you directly into a command grab or, or not mix up, which, okay, that's extremely good. So I, I think that I think he's very strong. Great footsies, great pressure, uh, extreme damage. Um, he's, he's up here. And then we had Ibuki to round out the most strongest tier. So Ibuki was also nerfed. She was also one of the characters that I would have had at top five. She was also nerfed. She was nerfed though in ways that felt like they were reasonable for the character because they didn't really change the way that you play her. So for example, V-Trigger 2, if you just throw it out now, is minus four, it's punishable on block. But before it was minus two, that's not punishable except by Zangief. But you were still in a bad spot. You had to like do a mix up of, sometimes I'm gonna do EXDP here, which is like not a great idea, really. So the top Ibukis were already trying to hit confirm that. Uh, that's stuff that I didn't really think, you know, in, in changing that, um, doesn't really change how she plays, right? Uh, she did not get a life boost that many other characters got. So that sort of by extension may be seen as a nerf, but I think the utility of the character is basically there. Um, it's, it's more or less the same that it was before and it was already extremely good. Uh, so, you know, slight EX Kunai nerf, like she still gets a dash after it. I, I still think that she's really good. Then in the next tier, we had Karen Kanzuki. She was probably one of the top three-ish characters before. She was definitely one of the best. And now she got nerfed. And so I still think that she's quite good. And, and while we were deciding this tier list, we went back and forth as to whether to have her up here or whether to have her down here. Um, there's not a great distinction between them, but we ended up putting her down here. You know, it was the, the chat sort of agreed upon. Um, but in any case, she's still strong. She's still quite strong. So she got nerfed in the sense that her forward throw loops in the corner don't really work the same anymore. She gets pushed out afterward. But she can still harass with kick confirm crouching medium kick or stand fierce afterward. So it's not like you're free to go as the opponent. Uh, she can still maintain stuff. She has she does substantially less stun than before too. I mean it, it is noticeable. So she got nerfed. But like I said before, I think the characters who rely on whiff punishing are more important this season even than before, because some of the nerfs to strong characters were like, okay, you're more whiff punishable than before. So if you do whiff punish well, then you're more important. And she definitely does that among the best. She has great hit confirms too. She still does great damage and great corner carry. There's still a lot really going for Karen. And I think that Karen players, if you care about Karen, the character, stick with her. She's great. Uh, if you're somebody who wants to rely on just like whoever the top tier is, I don't know if she's your character anymore, but uh, I definitely think that we'll see Karen still have a lot of success. Then we had Guile. We had Guile right here. Guile didn't really get that many big changes in terms of the sort of balance patch buffs and nerfs, right? Uh, he got he got a little bit, but it's pretty minor stuff. The The more important thing is that he has V-Skill 2 now, which is that boom where he goes up into the air and does a horizontal down or diagonal down boom. That is really strong. Uh, I think we're all expecting that to be really good. Now, it's not, a, not safe if you do it point blank, but if you do it further than that, it is safe. And even if you do it point blank and you hit, it actually does allow you to link afterwards. So 
it's it's got a lot of utility for that you know so moving him forward while he retains charge uh in matchups where you want that and that is very strong for guile like that that kind of thing has always been good for guile if guile can move forward while maintaining flash kick charge or sonic boom charge excellent for him so I think that that change alone for Guile is enough to move him up here or keep him up here, I guess, depending on how you, how you want to think about it. I wouldn't say he's top tier, right? That's not where we have him. We have him in stronger tier, and uh, I think that's I think that's a great spot. So if you want to play Guile, great choice as well. Then, here's a character who got some of the bigger buffs in the game. That's Laura. Laura got a, a lot of nice stuff, and, and what's cool about it for Laura is that it's not tricks that she got right instead she got fundamental type stuff things that like really help out long term are what she got she has more hit confirmable normals right bigger windows to confirm some of her important buttons she which is great right she allows her to start offense from the mid-range even well more easily than before uh she has cancelable medium medium target combo which is awesome for her as well uh, she can cancel Bolt Charge directly into Super for even more damage. Uh, you know, so as you can see by Idom winning Capcom Cup, she already was pretty good. Now, I don't think that she was top tier or anything. I think that was Idom basically being an amazing player. But she clearly has the tools, if you're like the best, to make it work already. So the fact that now she is even more, you know, she's got the tricks still. She's got the three frame button still. Like she's got these things that she was great at still. But now she's even better in terms of a solid fundamental side of the game. I, th I think she's very good. Uh, you know, we talked about maybe even having her up here in the top uh, section, but you know, we ended up sticking with stronger, which I, I think is very reasonable. Nikali goes here. Nikali, another character who was very good. He was good, right? He just. He has almost all the things. That that's Nikali. He, his design is that he just has most tools. Great defense. Oh, he's got all the things you want on defense. He's got all the things you want on offense. His buttons maybe don't have the range that you want necessarily, but he has like all the other things going for him. So they gave him more damage. Uh, Crush counter fierce now gives him like full crumple into into more significant damage. Uh, he can maintain pressure better with EX Stomp being plus two now on block. That's good. Uh, v Skill two. I've heard some people say that it's like degenerate in terms of what it lets you get away with. I, I think there'll probably be matchups where you will want one, but still having V Skill two, the idea of it's very strong for sure. So Nikali was good, may, continues to be very good. So I, I think he's in a great position. Here's one that, um, you know, there was a little bit more rancor about in the chat. But this is where we ended up putting poison right up here near near the top, right? So this is the top of the second tier that we have. I felt poison was good before. Um, she, you know, came out midway through last season, and we didn't really see that much of her in competitive play. But that makes sense because she was relatively new. It was really just Justin and Idom, a couple other players doing work with her, and of course Idom ended up sealing Capcom Cup with her. Uh, she already had good screen control. She already had uh, the ability to create situations for herself with EX heart rate being plus two. She already had a three frame button for defensive situations. Uh, man, she could pump out wild damage with Molotov cocktail stuff and V-Trigger and they improved her. So now she has some faster buttons. She has uh, newer 
she has minus two on EX of Hotline instead of minus 16. It's a huge change. Huge change. Uh, EX overhead is now, sorry, EX kicky kick is now an overhead. Um, those are all great changes. And in addition to that, she now has V skill two with its extra movement ability, with its combo ability. So Poison to me is a character that I am, I think is great. Like I considered her putting her up here. Some people in the chat thought that she should be like down here. Uh, so we kind of settled on, most people I think had her somewhere around this area, sort of middle of the second tier, top of the second tier. So that's where we ended up. Then Blanca is next. That's right, Blanca. I think Blanca is mega good. In fact, at the beginning, when we began this, we had Blanca right up here until we sort of ironed it out at the end and put Blanca in the in a line right below that. But um, for a while, I had him like right outside of the top is top tier. Why? Well, I love his movement. I think he's got the trickiest movement in the game, and it's strong, and it doesn't need to be shenanigans-y. I mean, you can play that way, I guess, if you want, but you don't need to do that stuff with that character. He's just a, you can be played fundamentally for sure. Uh, V-Skill 1 got buffed so that the hop out of it is almost like a low jump from like a KOF game or CVS 2. It's, it's super low and very hard to anti-air. And his hops got faster and his V-Skill 2 is a ranged uh, electricity thing that blows up projectiles and also is his farthest grounded tool. So he's now like harassing people from either even further away. Great damage, great V-Trigger 2, one of the best for sure. Uh, extremely good at making comebacks. He still has the EX up ball being invincible, so I I feel like Blanca is just like a very strong all-around character. I felt he was really slept on last season, to be honest. We had Cammy here. Cammy is uh there was there was a lot of back and forth about Cammy as well. So I initially wanted to have her up at the bottom of the topest tier. Some people thought that she should have been in mid-tier, right, in the, in the third tier here. But we ended up putting her here kind of as a, as a compromise in the middle. And I think that makes sense. You know, I think that's very reasonable. Cami is, is very similar to before. She got some extra juggles, right, a little bit better, like V-Trigger activation. They tried to buff V-Trigger too, but I don't know if anybody will care about that. Uh, her V-Skill too is like, maybe all right. Nobody will tell you it's amazing, but like maybe it's all right. She's basically the same, and and that's okay. Basically the same cami means great pressure and movement and whiff punishing and a dragon punch and a three frame button. Like she's, she's just like ticks all the boxes of what you sort of want in a Street Fighter V character. I still think that she's like that. I still think that. She did get uh, a little bit of, of stuff, you know, she's... Um, she got the life increase of 25, the stun increase of 25 that many other characters got. So now she doesn't have the least life in the game anymore, which is nice for her, but not by much, obviously. Uh, but she she can play a little bit more, you know, she doesn't need to be as perfect as before, maybe you would say. So yeah, I think I think Cammy being here seems, seems pretty reasonable. Then next, this one's very interesting. Next we had Kage. I would tell you last season I had Kage down in the dumps, right? I had him somewhere down in this land. And and he got buffed for sure. So the buffs for Kage, I've heard I've heard various things about, it, and the chat had various things to say about it. Maybe he's just in maybe he moved up a little bit. 
Oh, he moved up. Yes. Maybe he moved up just a little bit. And then we've also heard from some people, some top players who think that he's one of the best characters in the game now. I think that's overboard, but he certainly did get buffed. So I think having him up here in the sort of second tier stronger seems pretty reasonable. He's got more damage output. He has plus frames more often. Uh, he can turn Ford Fierce in footsies into Ford Fierce Roundhouse V-Skill 2 knockdown right up close. So that's his only way to go from like mid-screen mid uh, hit confirm into being point blank, which he couldn't do before. So that's great for that kind of character who doesn't have the you know best buttons in, in, in neutral. So I, I, think, I think he definitely did get buffed. We had Zangief. Geef, right here. You know, Geef didn't get like huge buffs. Uh, he got some slight stuff. So his forward medium kick, the little hoppity hop, is faster and has less of a, a little bit better of a hurt box. That is to say, like not as bad a hurt box um, as, uh, as it was last season, which is nice. And his stand medium kick, where he kind of like reels back and kicks, uh, is now ha doesn't have his hurt box down at the floor anymore, which is great. So now he can actually poke over things. So like over birdie banana, over Karen crouching medium kick, stuff like that, which is really nice for him too. So he got some buffs. And then probably most important is that V skill two is a tool that allows him to move forward more easily versus characters who like to zone him out. So Geef in this game is not really worried about like projectile zoning. That's not the big deal for him. It's Buttons, normal zoning, like, and specials, like Poison Whip, Poison Crouching Fears, Dalsum, Stand Medium Kick, Stand Strong, that sort of stuff. Uh, Manat, Stand Fierce, you know, Abigail, Buttons, that sort of, like, those far individually hitting buttons. And so V-Skill 2 allows him to absorb one hit and get through that stuff, whether by dashing or then by kicking to actually punish stuff. So that utility doesn't, like, win the matchups for him. It doesn't take, like, a... 3-7 matchup and turn it into a 6-4. But I think I think it does take a 3-7 and turn it into a 4-6. You know, so it's a it's a little bit more credible for him to overcome those bad matchups. And at the same time, some of his other bad matchup characters got nerfed. On the other hand, some of them got buffed, and characters that may not have been bad before may now be bad. So, you know, I, my initial thought was that I should put Geef like way up here at the top, just outside of the highest tier. But, you know, people had great points in the chat that, you know, he may have additional bad matchups now, so this is something to keep in mind. So we ended up putting him right there. One of his bad matchups, like I said, is this character, Menot. Menot, um, I, th I think has been very good, right? Even last season when she got the nerfs that she had in season four, where V-Trigger one is two bars, or went from two bars to three, that sort of stuff, she got nerfed. Um... That's remained, but now V-Trigger 2 looks like it's going to be a bit better in at least some matchups. I've already seen some top players use that pretty well. I like the V-Skill 2 in at least some matchups. Uh, it feels like it has the chance to create pressure now in a way that she couldn't really do before unless she had Trigger. So I think she's she's not changed very drastically. And that's okay because the character is just good, uh, fundamentally strong, and... Um, you know, I don't think I don't think it needs to go really anywhere. This is about about where I had her before. Oh, then on the far side here, we didn't know where to put him, and I didn't know where to put him at all. So I let the chat completely dictate putting Gil in this spot right here. 
you know, as you can see, uh, left means that you are better, and farther right you go on each line, that means that you're not as strong. So Gil, by putting him here, I don't mean to say that he's not as strong. It's just that I don't know where to, I don't know enough about him. The chat didn't know enough about him either yet. Uh, so new. Uh, to know with specificity like where he should be like in this granular level is he better than Kami but not than Kage like that kind of granular decision we did just too early for that but people did believe that he was like second tier some people thought he was top right some people wanted him to be up here some people thought he should be, be mid some people think that he will rise up in the tiers some people think that he'll drop in the tiers you know again character just came out it's a week old uh, let it percolate a little bit i i feel like this is pretty reasonable to put it here for now like i said i just don't know enough about it so i let the chat dictate it if they're wrong then that's on them i take no responsibility for that one we had boxer right there boxer whose changes are basically that v trigger 2 is better and that v skill 2 allows him to do new stuff so v skill 2 changes it so that he once he charges up his dash punch no longer requires charge. That's very good, right? That's never been the case before. And it's plus on block, and it does multiple hits so people can't armor it, and it causes a knockdown so you can juggle after it, and the corner carry on, like, EX, V-Skill 2, dash punch, into dash punch after that is, like, a lot. It's very far, so he's got great, it's got great potential for him. And at the same time, he still has V-Skill 1 to beat characters who have projectiles, or if you really want the overhead low mix-up that can come with V-Skill 1. So Boxer, you know, without without making the sort of existing tools that much better, they just gave him a new one that helped address some of his bad matchups. So yeah, I think I think he's looking good right now. I definitely think that he's looking strong. You know, if if your buffs or if your changes are targeted well enough to like specifically deal with some bad matchups like Geef, um, then hats off. I think that's that's very nicely balanced. We had Falk right here. So Falk was another one that was a little bit up in the air. She's just been changed so much that it's hard to know, really. But I think this is this is where we all sort of ended up agreeing on it. Falk, uh, quite, quite a bit of changes. So uh, less charge time for the fireballs, which means more zoning with them, more pressure and combos. She got some new combo roots, which is nice. She got a new target chain, which is cool. And she got a V-Skill too. That's very interesting. The little bomb that she can place and explode it whenever she connects it with a with the uh, staff. That means that she can now create pressure with that. I mean, huge plus frames in some cases. Plus 23, I think I've seen, like, at, at max. Wow. She gets a dash afterward for free. You know, for a character that is ostensibly more about mid-range control and zoning, to have that kind of pressure is awesome. So I think she's got a lot of stuff going for her. Uh, I... I I think she's quite good, but I guess, you know, we'll see how that plays out. And again, there was definitely disagreement about this character, but, you know, like I said, we all sort of agreed in the chat. Like, this seemed like a kind of reasonable spot. And then Mika, um, to round out this tier. So my initial thought about Mika was that she didn't really get changed. She seemed like the same character. Slight buff, slight nerf, that's what I thought. Well... I think that now, on further reflection, it is more of a nerf than I had initially thought. So her her nerf is that crouching medium punch does not hit behind her anymore, and that it's a worse anti air. And I knew that just by reading the change list. But in terms of experiencing it as somebody playing against Mika and in watching people who use Mika use it and like forgetting that it doesn't work on anti cross up now, 
you know, that that it's a nerf for sure. So there are situations now where she's not going to be able to capitalize as well. Her corner control won't be as good because of this, right? People will be able to jump out a little bit more easily. Uh, that's going to be bad news for her, unfortunately. Um, her V skill two doesn't really seem like it's terribly important, you know? So she just, she's like the same character, but a little bit worse. And so she's a little bit lower, but that said, she's not substantially worse. So I don't want to overplay the anti-air nerf. She still has a lot of good stuff. It's great movement, great pressure and damage and corner carry and three frame button and, you know, V trigger. Like she just, she has a lot of good stuff. So I, I don't want to make the scene that I, I think she got nerfed. She's still here. I have her in the second tier, right? But yeah, she, I would have had her, you know, two levels up before i think i probably had her in the top of my second tier last year but i would have had her a little bit higher than now anyway here's where we agreed that she would be in the strong tier third tier which we initially called mid tier but again mid top bottom that all sort of implies that there's there needs to be a distribution equally among them and that's just not how i feel the game is is best described so we called this strong and we put honda right here uh, Honda's here because he, look, there's not many people who think Honda is good and not many people who play Honda. I think that he's good and I play Honda and I don't want to oversell him. You know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't put him up in the higher ones, but I do think that this is a, this is a good spot for the character because he had some bad matchups before and all of those characters got nerfed. So... I, f I felt his bad matchups were like, you know, Akuma, Rashid, Ibuki, uh, a couple others, I don't know, offhand, but um, characters who could create pressure really well and maintain it really well. So they got nerfed, and while Rashid didn't get much nerfed, as we addressed before, still a little bit. And at the same time, Honda, I thought, did well against a bunch of characters and is fine in mid-tier even-ish against most other characters. They buffed his V-Skill 2 by, or they gave him a V-Skill 2, which allows him to combo out of hands. It's a buff that lets his, that powers up his hands, that lets him combo out of it. So he's regularly doing like 300 damage, 350 damage even. Uh, if you want to spend a couple of R's, you're getting 400 damage with the hat, uh, which is pretty nutty. And his uh, medium hands doesn't push it back as far so he's in command grab range after that which is really nice for him he gets to set up mix-ups more often he does more damage on headbutt which is great forward roundhouse pushes back farther which is awesome because now it's a little bit safer so there's a there's a lot that's like small that changed and then the v skill 2 thing is is nice is definitely nice so i would have him up here then birdie is next for my money, Birdie has the biggest drop of anybody this season. So Birdie, I wouldn't have said was a top tier. Some people did. Uh, that wasn't my view, but uh, some, certainly some people did. You know, of course he was good. And so Capcom, unfortunately, I think nerfed him a little bit too hard. They nerfed his buttons, which are more whiff, whiff punishable, and not by a little bit. I mean, very whiff punishable stuff. Stand strong, stand medium, uh, stand uh, fierce as well. His crouching strong has the same problem that Mika's does now, where you can just jump over it and it just doesn't hit behind him anymore. Uh, so he's he's got to find a better spot on screen. But unlike Mika, who has great movement, right? If Mika is so concerned, she can just probably just do crouching fierce and like roll away, or I don't know, ex button. Maybe she's uh, away now. 
Birdie just doesn't really have that sort of stuff. So Birdie's going to be stuck a little bit more often. Um, they nerfed some stun output, so there's definitely nerfs to the character. And his V-Skill too is very restrictive, and I just don't think is good, to be honest. Uh, so V-Skill 1 probably still the way to go. So Birdie, they didn't make him bad, and if you're like a Birdie loyalist, I'm not sure you need to change, but... You know, if you were playing him because he was, you thought he was top 5, you're probably not going to play him anymore. Uh, so here's here's Birdie. Ed is the next one. Ed, we uh, had a lot of back and forth about too. So, you know, Birdie, a lot of people were like, yeah, this is about where Birdie should go. Ed was all over the map in terms of the, what people in the chat thought. Some people had him still down here, right? Some people had him like, we've heard tales of some top players thinking that he's top tier. I don't know. That's what some people have said. And uh, so we kind of compromised here. Could be totally wrong. I don't know. But this is this was our compromise. Ed, well, I, I like the buffs. He, without getting wild or anything, he got better in sort of a fundamental way. So things that whiffed before now don't. Flicker is safe. It moves him farther forward, so he's gonna not going to whiff it as much. Uh, same with the upper, same with the kick. Like, combo roots are more predictable. Uh, he's not going to whiff as often. Um, and so it's quality of life stuff. But the fundamental game plan of the character, I think, is I think it was good. It's just like the execution of it just it wasn't as good as it needed to be. Now the execution's better, so I, I, I do think he's good. And I could imagine him moving up from here. We'll see. Who do we got next? We have Ken. With Ken right here. Ken got some buffs. He, I would say the biggest thing for him is that his uh, hit confirms work better. So crouching strong into back strong fierce, that kind of thing works better. That's, that's nice. And it's not a huge change, but the quality of life is definitely higher for Ken now. And in addition to that, his V skill too allows him to pressure interesting ways, uh, oppressive almost. Uh, you know, the fact that it's safe if you just do it right away and then it can actually be plus on block if you charge it up uh it's got nice uh, combo roots in there i mean it's it seems it seems quite good so ken like with that some people thought that he should have been a little bit higher maybe they're right i guess we'll see if that pays out but that's where we agreed on ken and then we had cody on that spot again <laughs> a character that was we, we debated for a little bit you know whether to put cody higher or lower than this I think we initially had him down here and we sort of ended up with him up here and you know Cody uh definitely got some some nice buffs um so I think there's like new combo root yeah, Zonk has level two now which lets him combo out of it and on EX it's a wall bounce which is pretty cool they buff knife he'll probably still use V trigger one but you know they did buff V trigger I'm sorry V trigger two but they did buff V trigger one if that's what you uh want to use and then his V skill two the sway into the punch or into the kick definitely seems to help him in the matches that he struggled most in. So people often said that his bad matchups were characters who zoned him out. Okay, now he's got a tool to get through projectiles or to get uh, through limb or whatever it may be, right? So he's he now can deal with things that caused him problems. And what I like about that too is that it's not something that makes him way better versus other characters. It's pretty well targeted, I think, to dealing with characters that he had trouble with. So it, it does... It, it, I feel like it evens out his matches, right? Without without making him maybe dominate, it now evens out his matches so that he's not 
in as bad of trouble as he would have been in matches before. Move to the next one. We had Sagat. So, you know, Sagat got some buffs. Um, his were not huge. He got some buffs to normals. Uh, V-Trigger 1 now is plus 10 on block and on hit does uh, big damage. You get a nice pop-up into big damage with it. V-Skill 2 sets up a Tiger Knee that's plus on block, can't be plus on block pretty easily. Um, so that, that stuff's definitely nice, right? Ability to charge up. It's like V-Skill 1 where he charges it up and this time it's powers up his Tiger Knee instead of Tiger Uppercut, that's all. But that seems good. I wouldn't say that I think Sagat moved a lot in tiers. So here he is still, kind. Of, this is about where I had him last time, and I think that's pretty reasonable. Pretty much everybody in the chat agreed with that one as well. Seems pretty uncontroversial. Good without being one of the stronger characters in the game. Ryu is where we had him right there. Ryu got some buffs, and there were certainly people among us in the chat who felt that he should have been higher than this, by the way. like Some people thought that he should have been a lot higher than this. Maybe they're right, I'm not really sure. Uh, for Ryu, the changes are to boil it down that Crouching Medium Kick is slightly longer range, that he has the ability to go into EX Donkey Kick and then cancel that into to Hurricane Kick, which allows him to pressure immediately after getting that combo. So more damage and also pressure afterward, which is great. Uh, so he can he can now more credibly turn things into damage and pressure. Cool. He got less restrictive V-Trigger V 1, which before you would throw just a few fireballs and it would be gone. It was very weird. And now you can just throw fireballs to your heart's content and dragon punches while you have V-Trigger V 1 active. Um, so that makes his control a lot stronger. And... That's nice. I mean, it's. I felt like it's, it was a clear, like, you should do this. You should improve V-Trigger 1. And they did. I, I was really happy about that. So I, I almost wanted to put him a little higher than this, too. But, okay, you know, we settled for this spot right here. But, yeah, I think I think he's certainly looking better. We had Alex here. Uh, look, Alex, I felt, was underrated last season. I had Ryu at the bottom last season. Alex, I felt, was underrated. But I also had him in basically the same spot that I have him in now because his changes were pretty minimal. You know, I don't think that they were what he needed. He got a little bit faster on a couple of his important footsie buttons, one frame faster. He got more damage out of forward fierce, which is a common button for him, so that's nice. He has a mix up, I guess, out of fierce chop. He can do a command grab after that if you find the right timing on it, uh, which can work. That's cool, it's a mix up, I don't know. That's Super great, um, but it exists, I suppose. And his V-Skill 1 got buffed because now if he gets hit, it stays, no longer goes away. But his V-Skill 2 does go away if he gets hit, and it's got all sorts of other restrictions to it in terms of what you can cancel into and what combos and whatever. It's just a, it's a disappointing V-Skill, I would say. V-Skill 2 could have been super cool and just didn't end up like that at all. So Alex, I think, is a little better, but you know, we're talking about some of these characters who got buffed like pretty substantially and they started out as good as Alex or maybe better. So considering that, you know, we thought that leaving him here was, was pretty reasonable. Nash was next. Now Nash, some people felt should be higher, but a lot of people felt should not be higher. So we kind of ended up here, but you know, I could see him being maybe in the higher one or something like that. His anti-air is a little bit better. 
he gets more damage out of the boom. I think it's 10 more from 50 to 60, so not huge, but okay, that's nice. And his V-Skill 2, I think, is good for him. So his V-Skill 2 is another charge, as many of the V-Skill 2s are. And once you have that active, you have a plus frames scythe, which is good, or you have more damage out of the scythe, which is good, depending on the strength of scythe that you use. Very nice. And he probably sets that up more easily than most characters, because most characters, in order to set up whatever their charged V-Skill is, they have to do things like give up pressure or... Uh, take a risk in neutral and that's not really the case for Nash because he can just throw a boom and then charge up behind it like, pretty well now in doing that of course you're giving up maybe opportunity cost of other stuff but I think that's more practical for him to do than it is for many other characters so his V skill 2 is going to be used I would say pretty pretty regularly pretty good so that that's nice I mean that that shores up kind of that mid-range there where he's I just felt it wasn't that big of a threat before. Uh, his anti-air being better is nice for him as well. Same kind of reason. Um, you know, I still wouldn't say that I think he's one of the better characters in the game, but there he is, definitely improved. And then at the end of this tier, we had Lucia. Or sorry, at the end of this uh, line, we had Lucia. You know, Lucia... I think before, I would say at the end of last season, I, I had her a little higher than this. I think I had her one line higher than this. So not a ton, but a little bit. And unfortunately, she just didn't get what other characters did in around her tier. She got some slight buffs. Uh, things like V skill 2 can be minus 2 out of run, or even it plus if you're at max distance. But, you know, um, I mean, a couple of minor things. But she actually got nerfed as well. In the sense that her fireball, the light fireball, the one that sort of bounces, the proximity guard is less. What that means is that now if you're closer in and you're holding backwards to try to walk backwards from her, previously there was a pretty good range where the game would make you stop walking and turn you into a blocking animation with the expectation that you were about to get touched by the fireball, right? That's what proximity guard does. If you're in proximity, then you guard, okay? Well, now that proximity guard range is worse, and that's bad for her because it means that she can't control the opponent's movement as well. Um, I don't know why they did that. I'm not. I'm not really sure. So I think that's a, that's a bit of a bummer. Her V skill too. Yeah, I mean maybe it, there's some utility in it, but I just don't think that that was what she needed. I definitely think that she needed more than that. Not. I didn't think that she sucked. Okay, but I think that in the context of a game in which most characters who were around this tier, right, these tiers, these characters mostly got buffs and lucia her buffs are minor and she actually did get a nerf which i don't think anybody else did in this area of of the tier so there she sits we had sakura right here and i don't know this this is this is where we had a lot of back and forth this i would say starting with lucia I mean, Alex and Nash and Ryu, like we were, we were talking about these for sure, but then Lucia, Sakura, and then the next one we're going to have here, a lot of back and forth because they just don't feel bad, right? They're, this is not a case of these characters being bad. It's more like, can we say that they're better than the characters above them? No. So we need to put them lower. It was that sort of justification. And yeah, we ended up with Sakura right here. So Sakura got some new combo roots, which is nice, I guess. Um, 
I didn't feel like that was a big problem for her, but you know, certainly in some some situations where she couldn't get much before, she now can. Uh, Canceling and comboing, crouching medium kick and stand jab into EX. Uh, Hurricane's cool. Uh, down for roundhouse being plus four on hit, which allows more combos. That's nice. Like, there's definitely stuff in there that's good for her. And her V skill too, the roll. I don't know, man. I've heard some people say that it's okay, and some people say it's not okay. But I don't think either V skill is great for Sakura. I don't think either one is like a terribly important. It's none of them. Neither of them is among the better in the game for sure. So maybe it helps her movement out. I don't know if it's a lot. And again, I didn't think that she was bad before, and I still don't think that she's bad. It's just hard for me to say, and it was hard for the chat to say too, that she was better than these characters who were above her here. And that was exactly the same way with this character. Jury, I just, I like subjectively don't feel as bad. But could I really say that she's better than the rest here? I, we just couldn't do it, you know? Not just me, the viewers sort of all came to this agreement. Hard to have said that. Certainly there were some dissenters in there who felt that she should be higher, but not that many. You know, Jury still needs to charge everything up. And even when she does charge everything up, is she great? No, she's not bad. She's pretty good, everything charged up. But she's she needs to do that and it takes time and she has to give up situations for it. And, you know, they did buff some stuff for her, right? I don't want to say that she just, she got nerfed or anything. She, she, she too, some new combo routes. Um, uh, stand jab being canceled into the charge fireball thing is uh, is now better. For example, like there's definitely stuff in there. V skill two jury players have told me that they prefer V skill one still, which is not excellent. Right, it helps her in some matchups, but not excellent for sure. So there she sits, jury. Now this is everybody in the game, as you can see on our handy left side here, except for three. So you already know who's who the three in this least strong tier are. You already know that, don't you? Let me just place them out here. In the order that we picked. And then lastly, Dawson. So these three characters are similar in terms of how they were approached, I think, by the balance team. They were all on the weaker end, I, I would say, and certainly the chat people who were, who were in there too would say, and they were all buffed, but in ways that I don't feel helped them out that much. So there was some discussion as to whether to put Claw maybe up in the next tier here. You know, the V-Skill 2 having invincibility frames is nice for a character like that. Uh, punch Dive is cool, right? Addition of a move. He gets more frame advantage in some situations. Um, V-Trigger v 2, sorry, V-Trigger 1 being plus 2 is nice, right? It allows him to actually create a situation at the cost of his whole V-Trigger, but you know, there you go. You can do that in a way that he couldn't before. So I do think that he's better, but I also thought that he was maybe the worst character in the game. So now he's the third worst character in the game, you know, I don't know. And by the way, that we had claw players in the chat who were also like, yeah, I mean, he deals more damage in situations, but you know, it's not, not great still, probably don't play him still. Uh, so there, there you go. But I, I do feel that he got the most buffs among these three here at the least strong tier. Fang got some buffs as well, and those buffs were a parry that doesn't work on a lot of stuff, doesn't work on V-reversals, doesn't work on EX special moves. Works on special moves, not EX special moves. I don't know. Uh, very strange. And even if it works out, 
it does 60 damage. I mean, that's it. And so you're taking this big risk. And it doesn't even work on everything. And it's not a hit. It's a parry, which means that you're, you know, if you're stuck there, then you're stuck there. And you get, you're risking huge damage that you would eat if, you, if you're wrong. Because he's there for a while after the parry. There are even things that he can parry and then the actual hit of the parry doesn't hit. And then he's stuck in that animation for so long that even though he parried the opponent's far move, he still is there for so long that the opponent can do a jump-in combo. Right? I don't know. It's a very, very strangely made parry. And I don't think what he needed, really, but uh, I don't know. There, Anyway, that's what they went with. He got a couple of other buffs. Uh, what is it? Jump strong now causes a float situation, so you can get more mix-ups and combos out of, like, EX mine and air-to-air -air situations. You know, I guess. And then in maybe the single most illustrative buff of any of these characters down here. Down forward fierce for Fang is a far ranged move that previously was not cancelable, but now is cancelable on the first hit. Okay. It's slow and pretty far. What do you do with that? Well, you can't really do down forward fierce into sleeve, right into the rush punch. Uh, Sotoja, I think it's called. You can. I mean, it's it's possible, right? It's If you're great in terms of how you do charge moves, it actually is possible to do that. But, you know, heat of the moment situations, probably not going to get that very often. Uh, probably not too reliable. So what do you do with it? Well, in V-Trigger 1, you don't need charge time to cancel into charge moves. Okay, it's like v Nikali V-Trigger, for example. Uh, Dictator V-Trigger. That, that sort of stuff. Except you don't want to use V Trigger One because V Trigger Two is where the mix-ups and damages, and V and even if you did in V Trigger One, there's better things to be doing than Down Forward Fierce being cancelable. I think this is just a confusing change. It's a it's a change made by somebody who I think doesn't understand what Fang needed, which could have been any number of things, but it was not that. So anyway, Fang, all right, bummer. And then um, we felt the worst character was Dalson. You know, boy, I gotta tell you, the Dawson players are are pretty upset, <laughs> and not in the angry upset, but like in the disappointed upset. You know, sad upset because he he too got buffs, and he too got buffed in ways that didn't solve problems. So for him, he can now cancel some of his anti airs into the V skill which is worse than doing other things that you would do. So you probably are never going to do that. Um, he got a V skill too that has a bunch of problems that you sort of wouldn't expect. Um, and even if you did, uh, charging it up is worse than using the float. Probably not any matchups where you would use it that you didn't already win. Like maybe you would zone Zangief out better, but you already won against Zangief. So what's, you know, it's not a, not a very well, ta well targeted buff. Uh, he, his stand strong is plus four instead of plus two now, which doesn't open up new combo opportunities up close. Only counter hit into short slide. You're never going to do that. Instead, this is more about getting frame advantage for hitting somebody at a far button, right? If you hit somebody with stand strong, now you're at plus four, so theoretically you get to move first better than you did before if you're hitting them with far button. Stand medium kicks plus two, so now there's like a reason to use stand medium uh, punch. I mean, there already was, but you know now there's more. 
And yet even still plus four for a character whose buttons are typically like 10 plus frames is not super great. So these buffs are not what he needed either. And at the same time, characters are zooming by, right? So look at these terrors that he has to deal with offensively. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I mean, these these three characters down here with their, well, I would say these two especially now, uh, with their non-three-frame buttons and no EXDPs and fear reversal that doesn't even hit, like, they're just, they're gnarly. I mean, defensively, it's tough for them. Uh, their offense is okay, but not as good as the higher tier characters. Their zoning is not as good. They're just, I feel like these are the worst. Now, for Dawson, there's certainly a contingent of people who already thought that he was in the top 10 or 15. That's not many people, but um, I just wanted to point out there are some people who think that. That's what I think about that. Let's get to the tournament tier list now. And again, this is going to be no surprise that Rashid is up here. You know, again, like the previous one, the further left you are here, the stronger that you are. And as I said before, tournament tier list is, can you win majors by yourself? Do you need a backup? Are you the backup? Or should you just not be picked? So here's Rashid for sure. That makes sense. The, the rest of these characters I'm going to do fast because some of these, like any, all the characters up here are, obviously they can win by themselves. So let's put them in here. So we had the list looking like this. Yes, Deku, Akuma, Abigail, Ibuki. Then we had Karen, Guile, Laura, Akali, Poison. Um, so these these seem like they were pretty obvious. I mean, they have they they either actually have won majors and then got buffed, uh, or have won a major already. Like Gachiku, sorry, um, Fujimura already won. Red Bull Kumite with Buki in season five. So, all right. Now, all right, so characters that may be a little bit less obvious, we put Blanca in here. Again, we think that Blanca is very good. The chat did in general. Um, I think that he he's a good character who doesn't really have terrible matchups, which is nice. Cami, I think is the same way. Cami doesn't have terrible matchups. She has matchups that are she'd rather not play. Like maybe you'd play somebody else if you had a backup, but she doesn't need that. So she's she's there as just kind of an all-around good character. Kage we put in here as well. Uh, this was a little bit more contentious, as were uh, Boxer, who we thought, now that his V-Skill 2 targets some of his bad matchups well, those matchups might actually be good matchups in some cases, or certainly just even. So that really evens things out. And if you don't get dunked by anybody, then you can win by yourself. That's, there it is. Ken we, oh, hello. Ken we had right here. And Ken is the same kind of situation as is, I'll just finish this out, Cody, Ed. Um, these characters are all buffed slightly or in ways, and we're already good, or in ways that uh, sort of allow them to work in more matchups. So we talked about how Cody now has a solution to some of his previously bad matchups. Cool, now he's more overall uh, viable, nice. You know, the fact that Ken, um, who, who I may have already put in this tier, but certainly at the bottom where, uh, of it where he, where he is, 
now he's not going to be as sort of in a bad luck situation where uh you know, hit confirm doesn't work anymore. It's, things work for him, okay? And that's the same for Ed. So Ed now, things work for him, which is what he needed. And again, without making him extremely strong, he now works, which is awesome. There was definitely back and forth about Ed specifically here. Um, some people th think that he should have been down here even, right? But there was a lot that felt he should be here, and then a lot of who felt he should be here. So there was all over the map. But that makes sense because Ed is one of the characters with the most buffs, so we're all trying to figure out how much did he get buffed, right? Uh, that's where we put him. We also had Gil here. And again, just didn't know enough to be able to put him like, is he better than Kage but not than Boxer? You know, it's too early for that that sort of stuff. So we left him on that line, but couldn't get more specific than that. Okay, now, some of these are going to be interesting because they're characters that we had in the top two tiers who we don't have in Can Win by themselves. And, you know, Ed is here and Cody, right? These are characters who we had in the third tier, but we think that can win majors by themselves. Well, who doesn't work? Who doesn't that work for? So... Zangief is the first one that we had here. Zangief is just a polarizing character. And now I think he's better. I mean, there he is up in the middle of the second tier uh, in the in the top section. But his problem is that bad matchups will still exist. So V-Skill 2 allows him to, to deal with Dalsam, Poison, Manat, you know, etc. Abigail. But not in ways that make him win. You know, he's not going to... Those aren't... Those don't flip the matchup. They help him, for sure. But again, maybe 3-7 to 4-6, something like that. Like, he probably still loses in those situations. And he probably now also loses to Chun. Like, there's probably other stuff that he loses to now, characters who got buffed. Maybe Urien, you know. We'll see. I, I don't think that Zangief is a character that you would pick alone and expect to win. We had Minot here as well. Um, and it's a similar kind of thing. So Minot is a is a polarizing character archetype. You know, she's got characters that she dunks on, and then characters who dunk her. And that's just kind of the nature of that archetype of both the the grappler Geef and the zoner Minot. That's the archetype. It's what they do, right? They're swing heavy characters. So these were, I think, even though we had him right, Geef and Minot are up here. Well, they needed to be here as well. We had Falk here. Uh, we had a lot of back and forth about this one as well. And again, hard to know really how much the buffs will help her out. But I think a lot. I think a lot. I think she's still going to have matchups where she's in trouble. And I think she'll have matchups where she's really good uh, to beat characters for sure. So again, like Geef Minot, you know, Falk is maybe less than those characters, but a swing heavy character as well in terms of matchups. We had Mika here. Boy, I, I don't know. Mika, you know, part of me certainly still wanted to put Mika up here. I just don't think that that's real anymore. She, we, we talked about her nerfs, but she already didn't win majors by herself, okay? Some of the absolute best players on earth play Mika, Fudo, Luffy, Knuckledoo. A couple more than that, even. Some of the best in the world. And they didn't win majors with her alone. They all felt that they didn't that they needed backups, or they didn't win the majors, like Luffy. 
you know. Uh, unfortunate because I think those are all such talented players, but I do think that she need that she needs backups. And then we had Honda here, and same kind of situation. She, uh, Honda does great in a lot of well, he I would say more accurately goes even in a lot of matchups, wins some matchups, and then the matchups that he lost to I think were mostly characters who got nerfed, but probably some of the new ones beat him now instead. So. I think that I rate Honda probably higher than most people, but I didn't think that I could be enough of a homer to put him up here. You know, that <laughs> I wanted to, but I, that's probably not accurate. Let's move down a tier where we got Birdie. Again, Birdie, I feel like, is one of the biggest losers this season. So there he is. I don't know what match... Oh, well, there's matchups that you would pick him in for sure. Um, absolutely still, but... He no longer is a character that you would win with by himself. I don't think so. I think there's matchups where that's too tough for him. And I think there's more of that now than there used to be. And that's, again, the chat agreed with that as well. Ryu, oh, hello. We put Ryu right here. Some people thought that Ryu should have been in the Ken Win Majors alone tier. Some people thought Ryu should have been here. I mean, more, more people thought that he should be where he is, ultimately, but... Uh, I just want to say that there are definitely people who believe in him enough to have him up here. The reason we kept him down here is, you know, more that he is lower in the tiers, absolutely, right? He's down here. So we, I talked about how, like, I think characters in the tier right above him, right? Add Ken and Cody, I have in the Can Win Majors Alone tier, even though they're not in one of the top two tiers in the sort of regular tier list. But I didn't think that we could really go down further enough uh, to pick Ryu and make that happen for him. Maybe we should have. I feel this is one of the ones that I, I personally, I've talked about a lot of other people who um, were up in the air on lots of these picks. Me personally, I felt like I was up in the air about this one. I could be convinced to put him higher, but that's not what we did. So there he is. Then we had Nash here. You know, Nash is um, a character that we've seen very rarely over the last couple of years, rarely. And when we've seen, like for example, Bonchan pick him up, sometimes it's worked, other times it has not. So he's buffed and we talked about that, but I don't know that he's buffed so much that you would put him higher than this. And before I would have only had him here or maybe in the butt tier, to be honest. Uh, so now him being here, maybe he's a main, maybe he needs some characters to back him up in some matchups. But he's not like a strong main. He's like one of the characters that I guess you could main. Maybe you shouldn't, but like, yeah, I guess. And that's also where we put Alex. Uh, and it's where we put Lucia and Sakura as well. So these are characters who, you know, I guess you can main. That's That may not be a great idea, but maybe you can. And then when they have bad matchups, you, you pick around that. Part of why we put them here too is that it doesn't. I didn't think it made much sense to put them in can win majors as a secondary because I think of secondaries as being the characters who counterpick. Like they're the characters who have the counter to some problem, and they may not be good enough characters by themselves to rely on. But like you go to them because you have a problem in a certain matchup, and they are the ones who solve it. You know, we'll see what that is when we when we get to the next one here. But Alex, Lucia, and Sakura, I don't really feel like solve a character, really. 
if you'd like to use them, then you can. But if you're not, if you are out specifically for a character who like you're having problems with, what's my solution? It's not these three really. So I didn't, we didn't think that we could put them down here. It didn't make any sense. And this is not necessarily better or worse. Like, is it better for Nash or Alex Lucia to be, or Sakura to be here? Or is it better that Sagat is here? You know, maybe Sagat could be in the tier up. Maybe, but I feel like he's better placed here because there are characters that he, like, specifically does do well against. And those are characters that you would go to him for. And other than that, maybe he's got a lot of evenish matchups. He certainly has some matchups that are still tough. But I feel like you go to him for things. Um, Jury, we've seen players do that in the past, and she hasn't been changed too much, so we th felt like this was a good spot. You know, we've seen people bring her out as a counter pick in some of, like, Minot's bad matchups, and uh, we've seen, versus, like, Ed's bad matchups, like, stuff like that. We've seen people uh, use her specifically, so having actually seen that, okay, there it is. All right, well, you know who the bottom three are because, again, they remain unplaced on this side, and they are Dalsim and Fang and the Claw and Vega. So actually the opposite order from what we did up here, Claw, Fang, Dalsim. This is Dalsim, Fang, Claw. And the reason for that is that Dalsim does counterpick some characters. Absolutely. So if you want to beat a Zangief, okie doke. If you want to beat, uh, people mentioned Falk is a character that he blows up. Like there's def there's characters that he definitely beats and you will definitely, he's definitely a good pick in some matchups for sure. So to give him up entirely, maybe it doesn't make much sense. He is a secondary. Okay. You can play him that way. Fang is, is that to a lesser degree. So Fang, you know, last season people thought that he beat Karen. Maybe he still does, because she got a little bit nerfed and he got a little bit better. But that's less important than it was before. Uh, he, you know, probably he beats maybe like Honda and stuff. Like there's definitely character that he characters that he beats. So, okay, maybe you have him as a secondary. Now, both of these characters, all four of these characters again, I feel like could have been at the bottom of this tier, and maybe you play them as a main, but you have I don't know, somebody to beat Dalsum's bad matchups, right? It's just that there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot of bad matchups for Dalsum and Fang, so you would need, I don't know if you would call it a main and a secondary, but maybe just like you play two characters half the time, something like that. Maybe you, you could do that, I guess, but it would be a lot of characters that you'd need a counterpick for as, as both of these. And then Claw, you know, look, the chat basically was like, Claw doesn't beat anybody. So don't play him. Um, he's not a character that you would pick as a secondary because he doesn't counter anybody. He may have some matchups where he has a slight advantage. When we say counter picks, you know, it's, it's not a slight win. Those need to be wins that are more significant. And it doesn't really feel like he has any of those. That was the chats, and I agree with it, but that was what people in the chat agreed with too. And there were claw players in there, like I said, and they were like, look, this is a guy you don't want to play this season. So that's where we ended up with him. And that's the that's the tier list that we put together. So that was a lot of fun to do. 
Uh, again, you can check out the full archive to see everything. I mean, even this recap is going to be quite long, it turns out. I'm trying to recap this as fast as I can. But we went through the granular details of each character for hours. So if that suits your fancy, then check it out on the Twitch archive in the video description below. Uh, but yeah, this is what we ended up with. I think it's pretty reasonable. And there's, there's certainly some variation between this tier list and other tier lists. But not a lot. A lot of them are... Pretty much across the board. Everybody thinks Rashid is strong, right? These are all characters people think are strong, for sure. There's a lot of overlap. And that's, you know, nice to see in a way. Because it's validating. And on the other hand, uh, maybe a bummer that if we're right, then we already know stuff. But we're going to be wrong. And especially when it comes to monkey wrenches like Gil and like uh how, how much better did ed get how much better did falk get that kind of stuff how much worse is birdie mika that kind of thing those are all cases that we'll figure out over time but there it is tier list <laughs>